Hello, viewers uh, from different parts of the globe. My name is Chiuk Chung. I am the founder of Decide Your Future Incorporate, um, otherwise known as, in Spanish, Decide Tu Futuro. Um, although our team is eager to bring back our program to you face-to-face, -face, uh, for the time being, our team will be dedicated to move forward with our program virtually. So on our first episode of uh, Virtual Decide Your Future, uh, we have uh, Dr. Rawl with us today. Hello, doctor. You for... Glad to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I will give a brief um, introduction about him and then he will be introducing some himself. So uh, Dr. Rawl has a various corporate experiences um, and he previously taught at Vanderbilt University for Vanderbilt University and he has a doctorate degree from University of Pennsylvania on education. So I'll, I would like to offer Dr. Rowell to introduce himself briefly. Absolutely, thank you for having me on here, Jiwook. Um, for my career, I've been spending time both in terms of, as you mentioned, uh, I was an adjunct professor and coach at Vanderbilt in their executive MBA program for a number of years, but I've also held different roles, CEO, chief people officer, and now the founder of my own uh, executive coaching and consulting company. Most of the work, one, one of the ways I describe what I do is really helping executive teams and executive leaders develop into their full potential. So that's how I fundamentally think about what I do is helping others develop into their full potential. And my company, I guess I started the company in 08. And I've uh, since worked with and continue to work with leaders from around the world, both in terms of private as well as publicly traded companies. Thank you, Dr. Roll. Um, so as Dr. Roll just mentioned, he has a very rich um, experiences that he could share with us today. Uh, we'll be delving into questions that are fundamental to our mission and vision uh, in regard to passion and purpose in life. So, um, so I want to start our conversation with this question. So Dr. Rowell has a background of being the first generation college student. So Dr. Rowell, uh, what does college education really mean to you? And uh, why should any of our viewers um, pursue and what, who, is it, who is the higher education really for? Okay, so that's, a, that's several questions <laughs> within one. Um, where would be the best place to start with that? What would be the first question to start with? So I want, uh, the first question would be like, how was, what, uh, what access did it give it to you as a- as In a terms of college? Yes. Um, so when I was first getting ready to um, apply to colleges, the truth was I didn't even know anyone like personally in my direct family who had ever gone to college. So for me, it was really this uh, opaque idea of what college was like. Most of it was from TV shows you would see. So there, I didn't know what I didn't know is the truth um, and really didn't understand what I might want from college until I was almost probably a sophomore or a junior in college. Um, so one of the things, I think there's much more information now, especially with the internet to help people make more informed choices. But one of the things 
I often tell people that are considering going to college, especially if they're going to be first generation, is, and this is going to sound like perhaps a bit of a, a dichotomy, but first, spend the time to understand why you want to go to college and, and really what your interest is. Because I, I don't believe college in terms of the general concept of college is necessarily for everyone. I still think it's a great idea, right? And, you know, I've got two masters and a doctorate, so I obviously have invested a lot in my own education. But I also know a lot of people who have invested a lot of time and money in college with really out any idea, without doing the work up front of saying, why do I want to go to college? And what is it that I want to go get out of it? So that's one concept. The second thing I tell people, and this is where it may sound like it's a little confusing um, in a dichotomy of what I'm saying, is when you're first going to college with your undergraduate degree, don't necessarily feel like you've got to get it right, right off the beginning, because college is really about the maturation process, right? It's about how we mature and we begin to really understand who we are as people and really what our interests are. I know for me, most of the people that I knew that went into college, very few of them, what they went to college thinking they were going to do was actually what they found that they really had a passion towards. Now, there were some people that sort of their parents told them, this is what your passion is. Your passion is to be a doctor or an attorney, right, or architect. Uh, and some of those people followed it all the way through, but it wasn't necessarily their passion. So realize that part of what college, especially the undergraduate, is just, it's the chance to really start to learn and develop both intellectually as well as just a person. And I think as much of, as anything, that is probably the most value we can get from college is to give ourselves the time to fully develop as people, both intellectually and just in terms of who we are as a person, getting to know ourselves and starting to explore what we have passion and interest behind and what we don't. Thank you so much. So I think that question really uh, spoke to one of our visions that's very core to our program um, in Decide Your Future, um, a lot of professionals that I've been working with um, have been asking me, why aren't you using um, the phrase, uh, just say, you know, Decide Your Future helps you to go to college or have you access to higher education. But really, um, as Dr. Roll just mentioned, uh, college should not be the answer for everyone, right? So that's the understanding that we're having. And I think it's an interesting segue into our next question of talking about passion. And I think Dr. Roll just mentioned something about, uh, you know, how passion should be leading into that college education. And I, I wanted you to, I wanted to ask you uh, in your definition and from your experience, what, what is passion, Dr. Roll? Um, so I won't try to, um, I won't try to give you what the Webster's Dictionary definition may be, but I'll tell you how I think about passion. Um, for me, when I think about passion, it's really those subjects that I have more than just a passing interest in. It's something that I'm willing to invest time and effort over an extended period of time to really start to develop and learn more about and start to develop capabilities for. So it's something more than just sort of a passing fleeting emotion of interest, 
but something I'm willing to invest in in a longer term. So for example, um, one of the things that I've always been passionate about, although I didn't necessarily know this at the time, but it's, it's always been a passion of mine to help others develop their potential. Okay, so when I was 16 or 18, or maybe even 20, I didn't go around talking about my passion is helping others develop their potential. But if you looked at what I did, and if you looked at the types of conversations I was in, if you looked at the type of even the management uh, that I kept getting pulled into, it was all around helping people understand really what their gifts are, and then helping them figure out how to put those gifts into practice into the world. And I think that's one of the things we look for in discovering our passions. You, you hear a lot about, you know, follow your passion with your career. That may or may not be great advice, right? Uh, because for a lot of people, they're passionate about things for the moment, but it may not be something that they have the sustained interest and drive to, to follow through because following any passion, if you're gonna try to turn it into a career, you've gotta be able to have that stick with it power to see it through because it's not gonna always be easy and you're not gonna always be excited about every part of the journey along the way. The other part is make sure there's a commercial viability for what you're wanting to do as well, if you're wanting to turn it into a career. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Um, I would like to um, ask you a little deeper into that uh, adversity that you mentioned while we're pursuing passion, right? You know, the passion could be, as you said, short-lived um, when we just face and face the troubles and give up. Um, what are some examples of, you know, problems that could arise in the middle? Uh, as you said, you interacted with so many leaders. Um, and what are some common uh, problems that uh, people interact and how do you suggest them to resolve that uh, when they face those uh, troubles? Oh, Jiwook, that's a big question. So I, what I would say is invariably anything that we set out to accomplish that has any real significance to it, there may be periods of where it flows right? It just seems like the world is conspiring to make these things happen with us. That being said, if you're at something long enough, there's going to be periods of real difficulty. Some of that difficulty may be people that are actually opposing what you're wanting to accomplish, right? And I, you know, you see that in organizations where you see these ideas, uh, you know, to, to one faction within the company, this may be a brilliant idea and it's, it's a win-win for everyone, so to speak, right? But almost always you have other people, other factions within the organization, or if it's not an organization, you could say a government, right? You look in the US right now where we're both living at the moment, you've got people that are very passionate on both sides who absolutely believe their ideas should be unassailable, right? How could anyone disagree with their ideas? Yet they do. And so there's always logic, whether it fits with our logic or not, on why people could oppose what we're wanting to accomplish. The issue is if it's really something that you feel passionate about and you're willing to commit a portion of your life to, you've got to know those things are going to happen. So when those things happen, not if, but when they do and as they do, what is it that you're going to grab hold of 
that's going to sustain me through it because those hard times will come. And so, and, and the answer to how you do that is, is to, for me, is to always within your context, your unique situation, think ahead of time. You're going to hit difficulty. You're going to hit it, period. So when you hit it, what is that one thing or two things that I'm going to hang on to that's going to keep me motivated and is I'm going to be able to find some inspiration in? And I use the word inspiration with a little bit of hesitation because it's kind of like passion, right? You know, you're going to listen to, I'm going to pick on someone who I think is phenomenal, but, you know, Tony Robbins, right? Because people know who he is and think about his, he's inspirational. That's great. And, and, and he's a phenomenal guy, by the way. But inspiration only takes us so far because just like passion, you could, anybody can be inspired or passionate when they've got full energy. But what about when you haven't had enough sleep, when you're worn down, when you're tired of fighting? Are you going to give up? Or that's when you have to know, what is that thing I'm going to go to that even though I'm tired, even though I'm doubting what it is I've committed to, what is it that's going to keep me moving forward little bit by little bit? Does that make sense? Yes, thank you. Um, um, I think that leads to uh, leads right into my next question, um, which is, you know, as you know, Dr. Roll, um, Decide Your Future um, works with youth that are often in very difficult situations, circumstances. Oftentimes, you know, students enrolled in our programs are studying at a seriously under-resourced, underfunded school districts, or um, exposed to poverty, or serving even a sentence, you know, uh, for breaking the law at a detention facility. Uh, these circumstances often, and more often not, uh, hinder the um, hinder hinder the students from focusing on the education or finding their passion. Uh, what is your professional advice on this? And what would you like to say to the students that are in these circumstances borrowing our platform today? So, you know, I think it's, it's important to just acknowledge that some of the people that your organization is serving and seeking to serve they're faced with challenges that I can only relate to intellectually, right? They're, they're facing things at home or in their personal life that fortunately I've not had to deal with. Uh, so my advice is not going to come from a place of I've got the right answer for those people, right? Because no one can really know what another person's circumstances are fully like. That being said, one of the things I, a few of the things I have found to be true, whether you're, you know, 16 years old or you're 60 years old. Um, actually, I'm going to go back to something. A quote just came to mind, uh, or, or this is about a, similar to what he said. It may not be exactly on, but I talked about Tony Robbins. When I was actually um, quite a bit younger, I heard a quote from him that was very meaningful to me, and it stuck me to this day, or at least I attribute it to Tony. And the, the comment was something like, your past does not equal your future. And I've heard that said different ways, but really no matter the situation you find yourself in today, no matter how difficult, that does not keep you on a track that you cannot move beyond. 
it's a data point, right? And it's a part of your past, but it does not have to determine your future. Now, that being said, what research has also shown us is that to break free from difficult circumstances, it's something we very rarely do alone. You have to think about doing it in a community. And that community doesn't have to be one that is actually real. And let me tell you what I mean by that. Ideally, you can be a part of a community or a part of an organization like yours and others, right? Reconnect. What's very important if you find yourself in a really difficult situation is as you begin to think about what your aspirations are and people that you can draw inspiration from that whether they are you know, a politician or an athlete or someone that's overcome, find those people who have, are further down the road of the path that you wanna be on, okay? Find those people. They may be people that are from history, right? That are actually already dead. They may be people that are celebrities that you'll never have the chance to actually meet. It doesn't matter but find those people who are already living that life because it's very powerful the way the brain works to be able to have role models, people that are already starting to accomplish and enjoy some of the things that you aspire to. So that's one, right? Because basically that's social proof that if someone else has done it, then I can too, okay? Even if our circumstances may be different, that's very powerful. The second thing, is to realize, try to find that network of other people, because if you're in a, just say some of the some of the communities that you and I have both been familiar with in Nicaragua and other places, there's a lot of people that are going to tell you why you can't do what you want to do, or tell you why it's realistic or a waste of your time. Okay, those are people that start to pull energy from you. You've got to figure out who are those people, and they may be living in another country, just people you know online, but people who share that same passion is that same interest. Because when times are hard, and as I said earlier, they're going to be hard, you've got to have that community that you can pull from, that you can share those interests, that you can share some of those passions, and you can pull inspiration from. That is probably the thing, if, if, if I can say two things that I would like to inspire on people is, or impart on people is one, find a source of inspiration, someone who's already further ahead on the path that you're interested in. The second is find a community of people who share your level of commitment to development or your level of commitment to achieving whatever it is you're wanting to achieve. And thankfully, through the internet and other organizations like yours, there's a lot of places you can go from that. Hold on to those people, build that community. And as you start to run into your challenges of just the day-to-day -day pursuit of, of your goals, and as you start to hear these people that tell you you can't do this, or they tell you why you're being unrealistic, or you shouldn't want those, you've got to have that antibody, right? You've got to have those other relationships that as one group that are telling you you can't do it, they're draining energy, that other group has to be helping you replenish it. Does that make sense? Yes, thank you. Um, I think that really speaks to also uh, my experiences with this organization and what I try to accomplish. You know, um, I wanted to bring that community and I saw so many youth uh, without any of those community or community of like-minded people who uh, think about um, growing and think about um, college, think about passion, you know, 
and that's why I wanted to bring that um, bring that um, opportunity and community. And from my own experiences, the thing that spoke to me the most was that you talked about how people will say no. Uh, there will be people who are opposing to their ideas, and uh, I, it does really speak to me because. Um, the Side Your Future was just a mere vision when we began in 2019. Uh, obviously, uh, looking back from now, um, people from then on would have tell, told me I was crazy uh, uh, if I told them I was going to do all these things. But it is, it is happening because I feel like there are, um, although there are people saying, a lot of people out there saying no to you, but there are a lot of people and a lot of great people in our community that they would, they would support on your journey with your passion, as long as you are genuinely, um, you're very genuine about it, right? And I think that advice really spoke to me a lot, um, both in terms of, you know, personally, and also uh, in terms of the organization's vision. Uh, thank you, doctor. Um, so I was going to um, ask a very time relevant question, um, which is, uh, COVID-19 virus has definitely changed the way we work, move, or even think. Uh, in these uh, peculiar circumstances, how do you keep your motivation? Um, and like, what are some ways which you keep yourself motivated and productive? And I wanted to get into more uh, conversation about productivity because a lot of people seem to be losing uh, that during these difficult times. Uh, so, uh, from your experiences, Dr. Roll, uh, what are some advices that you could give us? Yeah, a lot of people are trying to figure that out right now. One of the things that I do, and um, I, I know a number of my clients do as well, is we're, we're getting worn down, right? This has been going on for so long now that we're just, we're running out of reserves, and you're feeling that everywhere. I was talking to a colleague of mine the other day who um, she is just a powerhouse. I mean, she's an entrepreneur, incredibly successful. And she's one of those people that always just has 120% energy, right? Just always on. And we were talking and she, and she was saying, she's like, you know, I'm tired. She's like, I'm just exhausted. And she's like, I'm never tired, right? And she said, now I'm starting to realize just given how exhausted I am, why some of the people I normally, you know, work with, interact with, why they're struggling. She's like, we're all struggling. What I find that helps is the normity of the normity and the duration of what we've been going through with the pandemic, especially those who have lost loved ones. It's overwhelming. So whenever you're faced with an overwhelming circumstance, whether it's, you know, the, the duration of the COVID, uh, virus and the pandemic and its um, impact, or if it's just when you're trying to achieve a huge goal, if you try to look at things in their totality, it's easy to get overwhelmed and even get discouraged. What you have to do is instead focus on short, small goals, break it down. So for any given day, what do I need to accomplish today? You know, what are my most important things I need to do? And then for me, I also then have sort of my other key things that if I get to my most important goals and I still have energy and time, I'll start working on the next list, right? But break your goals down into small, meaningful goals and just focus on those. That's what I find is most important when you start really getting exhausted and worn down. Does that make sense? 
Yes, I appreciate that uh, advice. And I think a lot of our viewers could um, take advantage of that advice uh, to improve their productivity. Um, thank you for the interview. Um, I wanted to close this interview by asking this uh, last question. And um, I, I will uh, ask this last question to everyone um, from now on with our episode uh, going virtual. So this is one of the central questions that a lot of philosophers, uh, academics, uh, successful people try to answer. Um, and Dr. Roll, from your experience and your, um, from your researches, uh, what is a successful life? Is it defined by going to college? Is it defined by uh, finding a passion? Is it defined by a purpose? Is it, is it defined by the uh, fiscal money that you make? Uh, what's your take on this, Dr. Dr. Roll? Yeah, so the way I think about that, it's sort of like the, the similar question of you know, the meaning of life. There's no answer to what a, the meaning of life is or what is a successful life. I think that question is unanswerable. I think what you can answer is what's the meaning of my life, right? What's a successful look, life look like for me? And so I think each of us have to decide how we're going to decide that. Like what, what are our criteria? And I can tell you, I work with a lot of people who, you know, financially and, you know, in terms of the goals and accolades that come professionally, they've accumulated, you know, plenty of that. Money is no longer an issue. Um, you know, I, I, a few years ago, I was working with an entrepreneur that was very successful. And, you know, he made the comment, he's like, he's like, I'm at the point now where I've made so much money that now I'm having to set up family fund foundations and I'm having to do all this to manage the money. That's become a whole second job because I'm so wealthy. And he's like, that's depressing me. <laughs> you know, and I, you know, I looked at it, I was like, you're hearing yourself say this, <laughs> like you're so rich that you're having to deal with all these problems. He's like, I know it's insane. Like that was all, that was my definition of success. Now I've reached that and I realized, no, that's not it at all. And I just used that as an example because I thought that was so classic, right? Because he came, he came from no money. And so for him, it was always because they, his family never had money. That was success, having the money. Then when he made more than he could ever imagine, then he realized, no, that's not it at all. Now this has just created new problems. Here's how I think about it. And, and we need money to live and, and survive, right? So there's nothing wrong with that. But I think we're each given certain gifts and interests in life, right? We each have certain skills and talents. To me, I believe a life well, well lived, and I've, I've seen this in some of the research from those who are at the end of their life and reflecting back, have they taken those gifts and those opportunities they've been given and have they fully explored them and have they put them in service to others in the world? I think for most people, that is probably what will lead to a more meaningful life is really taking the gifts and the skills you've been given and really putting those in their fullest uh, manifestation to service to the world, whatever that looks like. At least that's how I, that's how I think about my answer to that question. 
Uh, thank you, Dr. Roll, so much for uh, today's time. Uh, I think our viewers also would thank you for such a great insight. Um, we Decide Your Future will be coming up uh, with these uh, professional sessions virtually uh, from now on every other week. So everyone stay tuned and I'll see you next episode.